Welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite. I will be speaking with industry leaders on hot and trending topics. Enjoy the podcast. Today we have with us Amit Sharma. He is working with Sartorius Stadium Biotech, and he is a business management and strategic development professional. Amit, a warm welcome to you. How are you today? Thanks, Nick. I'm quite good. And thank you for having me for my first experience on, uh, on a podcast. Oh, great. I'm excited to have this first, first one session with you then, Amit. So let's jump in to then uh, perhaps a bit of an introduction first. Uh, would you like to just uh, tell us who you are and introduce yourself to the listeners, please? Yeah, thanks. Um, so I'm uh, basically a salesperson at heart and uh, a manager by experience. Uh, I have enjoyed developing and nurturing talents across Asia in the last 15, 20 years. Uh, in the past, I was a salesperson before that. I'm working for a German company, uh, Satoris Study Biotech, and uh, this company provides advanced products and solutions to help accelerate the development and manufacture of biopharmaceutical drugs with a goal of better health for everyone. Um, in business and private life, um, I love to share my experiences and be open to new ideas uh, while guiding others to success. I think I try to give back to young people whatever I got from my mentors, my leaders, uh, who shaped up my career, my philosophy, and to a greater extent, even my intellect to a certain degree. Uh, so I actively engage in coaching and mentoring younger colleagues and help them reach their potential. Right. Okay. Well, thank you for that introduction. And that leads us in nicely then to the topic of today. I mean, it's about indeed giving back perhaps and giving back and mentoring and so on. And the topic you said you want to talk about is leadership and mentoring of younger talents. So take us through it. What is it about? I think when you look at the challenges today that we have, and there is a plethora of literature on leadership. Um, but at the end of the day, you can try to define leadership in many ways. You can have multiple styles of leadership. But what does it really mean? And I think personally for me, it means that if you are going to move from transactional leadership or management to transformative leadership, uh, which means you, you are trying to have your, your teams, to you want to take them through in terms of intellectual development uh, or, or motivating them, inspiring them, or finally, even to idealized influence. Uh, how do you do that without mentoring the younger talent? Uh, you can train them, you can coach them skills, you can give them the knowledge, you can tell them how to do things, but that's very, very transactional. But if you want your that they have the same ideas about the shared goals and they can move into the same direction as you would like the organization to move, uh, you end up depending upon all your younger people, all your younger talent. Um, and that is what mentoring to me is all about, making sure that they can think like you, they can, uh, they have the same ethics, the same moral values, and the same ways of doing, uh, deciding, not necessarily taking the same decisions, but the same governing boundaries like you. And then they're able to navigate that maze uh, much stronger. And then you get better results. So I think for me, mentoring plays a very, very important role in being successful, both as a personal, on a personal level, as a leader, as a manager, but also on an organizational level. And in that, you end up actually developing people, uh, which is their benefit. So it's a two-way street. Uh, 
of benefits actually. Right, and I like that. I'm a big believer also in, in building young talent, and I'm sure many of the leaders who are with us today, Amit, want to learn more about this because it's so difficult to recruit people these days, and everyone is struggling with that. So we should perhaps build a you know troopers around us of people that we can grow up and, and, and to become the best leaders them, and also to grow ourselves. So I want to dig a little bit deeper into this, Amit. Perhaps you can share with the listeners, what are the three key things that you have learned that you believe we should take with us about then leadership and mentoring of younger talents? I think the first thing uh, from my uh, perspective, from my perspective is how do you define mentorship? There is a very formalized framework today. You have coaches, you have uh, companies offering programs, you have very formalized structures in many companies about mentoring. And uh, I, I am not a big believer in these structured mentoring programs because First of all, let's accept it. Mentoring is very selfless. Uh, it yeah. is when you are interested in developing somebody because you can see their potential and you help them guide them through their potential. So it's pretty uh, selfless. It is not focused on an organizational goal or task. Um, if you believe that the goals, the objectives and the KPIs of any company, of any business are finally influenced by people, then focus on developing people not focusing on developing uh, or guiding them or telling them how to do things, right? Uh, if, as I said before, if they can think like you, if they understand the dynamics of the business, if they understand the, the, the constraints as much as you do, if they can understand how to deal with dilemmas, um, then I think you empower them to navigate through this challenge and then they bring growth for the organization. But when you put it into a fixed paradigm of, uh, reflecting, assessing, advising, and then closing it. I think uh, for me, that is a very structured, that's, that's kind of coaching. Uh, because I think when you define, differentiate between coaching and mentoring, coaches listen to you. They listen to you, they help you self-reflect, uh, and they help you find your own way. Mentoring, on the other hand, is a little bit different. Uh, mentors advise you. They listen to you, they go through your, the dilemmas, that you are facing or the challenges you're facing. And they actually advise you on how to pass through those, not necessarily by giving you skills or not necessarily by spoon feeding you, but actually helping you shift uh, your behavior uh, to understand and then uh, modify your behavior to, to face the challenge. So that's the first part for me that it is not very structured. It is a little bit unstructured. It is also not finite. Uh, you can't have a mentoring program for a mentee for one month, six months, one year, because mentoring is a lifelong experience, right? You go back to your mentors who you believe are your mentors because you believe they're interested in your development. So you go back to them whenever you have a problem. I still go back to my mentors uh, who, who mentored me uh, during my early years of my career when I face a challenge because then they are my advisors, they're trusted advisors. I think that is the second part of it. And yeah, so if you if you realize that the word mentor, where does it come from? Um, I, I'm quite a student of where the words come from. So the mentor comes from the Greek literature, from the Odyssey, right? And they're the mentor who was in charge of Telemachus when Odysseus went for the Trojan War. Uh, he left him in charge of his son to help him, to guide him. 
uh, to share his knowledge and wisdom, when you realize that is exactly where the, the role is, uh, then you know that uh, mentoring is not as straight-jacketed as a corporate program would let you believe. Right. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. And why do you think then organizations should uh, spend resources on this and encourage perhaps the, the senior leaders they have to focus on mentoring of younger talent? Well, one of the one of the challenges of the modern times is that the life is changing very, very fast. The technology, the paradigms, the, the, the context are shifting at an amazing rapid pace. We have never not seen that in in last 30 years, what we see today. So a technology or a paradigm which was valid for earlier five years now has a shelf life of two months or three months. Uh, You can't keep up pace with that with your limited people. So you need these younger people uh, to step in. You can't do everything yourself. You need to delegate. But before you delegate, you need to empower them. And before you empower them, you must make sure that they can decide like you. They will take the right decisions. So I think this is this is um, a business need now. It's no longer a luxury of mentoring people. It's a business need and businesses have to invest in this. Uh, the second is the challenges that we have seen thrown up by the pandemic. There is no longer brick and mortar proximity where you could use your command and control model to get things done. You're working with a lot of remote teams. You're working on virtual platforms. You don't know what they do after your Teams or Zoom meeting ends. But you want to be sure that they will take the right decision and they will take the right path in taking the decisions. It's not just the the end which is justifying it, but also the means to the end is justified. And then you need to have confidence that they are taking the right path. decisions or right paths to the decisions uh, and hence mentoring at the moment is a bigger need than it was before yes and uh, what have then changed in the recent times in regards to mentoring uh, amit we're just going through a pandemic and there's a crisis perhaps a recession out there what do you think then have changed i think the human side got more prominence during this time because in the past when you when you had command and control models and i'm not suggesting that the command and control models of management were uh, all over the place but you had a, as i said physical proximity and you were available to people for immediate discussion uh, you focus on tasks i think what pandemic taught us is that when you are working with people on a remote basis uh, you need to address their human side. You need to address their behavior, not their skill. Because the skills they can gain, but the behavior uh, is very important. Uh, you also realize the value of the liberty that you got to be free of the cage of command and control. And you f- feel like uh, in the past, your, your coaching or mentoring felt more like micromanagement. Today, it feels more like uh, a value add to you. Uh, so I think that has changed. Uh, but all in all, from a mentoring and, and the benefit of the mentoring, especially for the leaders in, in highly dynamic environments, uh, nothing changed much. It still is as prominent as it was. It just changes the way the mentoring was done. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that, Amit. And 
I just want to check in with you also. What do you think a leader should do when it comes to mentoring now as moving forward for 2023 is around the corner? Any final tips here you can add? Yeah, I think the, uh, we, need to, we need to understand uh, what mentoring really is all about. It's not about telling people uh, and it's not a telling style of management. It's, it's more like transformative. So it's more like uh, talking to them, listening to them, having empathy. Because sometimes when we are at our uh, stage of experience of 10, 15 years, uh, and then we forget how does it feel like to be a young new uh, newbie in an organization. So we, we coach them, we, we tell them how to do things from our, let me say, uh, our, pers- our perspective, which is which has benefited with 15, 20 years of experience. So you need to be able to come down to their level, understand the pain. So you need to practice a lot of empathy. Uh, you need to reflect. Uh, but also, I think uh, at some point, you need to decide at what stage. And I, I want to refer to this fabulous book about mentoring and sponsoring, uh, which is from Sylvia Ann Hewlett, uh, where she says, forget a mentor and find a sponsor. So you also need to know when to shift your role from a mentor to a sponsor to instead of just advising them to act on their behalf and to promote them uh, into the settings where they will find uh, much greater opportunities, much greater exposure, and hence much uh, much uh, better. Uh, yeah, uh, I would say they, they are able to contribute stronger and better. So you also need to sometimes think about mentoring, which is very selfless, to becoming a sponsor, which is not so selfless, because then you are also looking for a gain from their development. And uh, I would say that uh, any mentor uh, or anybody who is mentoring should should make that distinction. And the last comment I would say is, uh, this is something which is very personal to me because you don't get mentors. You need to seek mentors. I think we HR trying to put two people together and say, you mentor this person uh, doesn't work as well as somebody going up to someone and says, hey, I would like you to be my mentor because that starts with that relationship, which is built on trust again. So it's no longer a task, but it's some, something that you voluntarily accept to do, uh, to mentor somebody. So I have done that in the past. I have gone to people and said, hey, would you mentor me? Would you be my mentor? And I think I can safely say he's still working for 15 years. He's still my mentor. Yeah, that's some great tip there. And I love that, Amit. And I've done it myself. You know, I, I went through uh, some challenging times uh, a few years ago. Uh, I had a bit of a mental health crisis, which many of us men can have in, when, in our 40s. And, you know, I realized later on when I actually asked for help, or I asked someone who's gone through that before, someone who had the experience uh, to mentor me, and they took me through this. After that, everything is better. We are still having this great relationship now. And if I feel a bit down sometime mentally, then I have a person to call. So I think we should have mentors for various parts of our lives. And I, you really inspired me the way you share about it, Amit, that we shouldn't be shy to approach someone to mentor us and that you kept doing this for 15 years. Um, any final, final remark, Amit, before we let you go today? Oh, I, I would say happy mentoring and happy uh, and good luck finding good mentees because I always believe that if you can make a difference to someone's life and you can count them three to five people in your life, you are very, very rich. Yes, that's fantastic, Amit. And finally, if someone wants to continue this dialogue with you, what's the best way for them to contact you? 
think this the the primary method of contacting contacting me quite easily would be the EGM. I am on the members uh, list. I am available there, uh, so you can contact me through the EGM. Uh, and if they are not members of EGM, they can get, get in touch with me via my LinkedIn. Uh, and I will be happy to respond and uh, engage with people on this topic. That's great to hear. Well, thank you so much, Amit, for having been with us today. And thanks to all the listeners as we have gone through about leadership and mentoring of younger talents. I wish you a great rest of the day. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secret of the C-suite. 